calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Greetings, adventurers. Today we're excited to introduce you to a new story, Dark Dice, a horror podcast that blurs the line between actual play and audio drama, where the story is determined by the role of the dice. Six adventurers embark on a journey into the ruinous domain of the Nameless God. They will never be the same again. One of the players is not what they seem after a doppelganger, a creature that can assume the form and voice of whatever it kills, infiltrates the team. As the players are picked off and replaced one at a time, can they figure out who the monster is before it's too late? Can you? Here's a quick example of what our show sounds like. The, uh, shambler with the jar of liquid inside of him. Soren Arkwright let loose an arrow that cracked the glass, passing through the spine of the creature. The shambler still managed to maintain its forward momentum, but stumbled as it eagerly tried to bite and swipe at Soren, landing near his feet. As Jeff Goldblum has now joined our cast, Dark Dice is available however you listen to podcasts. What's up, everyone? I'm Noah Daniels. Hey, y'all. I'm JJ. On this episode, we have Karina. She had heard some episodes of ours, and her twin actually encouraged her to come onto the podcast. She has some really, like, I'm not lying. I was rereading her stories uh, in the e- in her email right before we started, and I got chills reading it because it, it kind of creeped me out. Um, Karina, thanks so much for coming onto the podcast. Thank you both. I'm super excited. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. It's, we're happy to have you. Now, do you have an identical twin or fraternal twin? Yeah, she's completely blonde, blonde, blue eyes. Oh, wow. Twins are so, I feel like it's one of those things we just all accept that it's like part of our world because it is obviously, but I find it so interesting that people can have genetic matches when they're born. I mean, we hear, we had a twin on at one point. It's, you know, we've done so many of these now, but he was telling, you know, I was asking some of the cliche questions of like, well, if the other one's in danger, do you know? And da, da, da. And he was like, yeah, sometimes like we just randomly call each other and like, are you okay? I'd some, and it's like, oh yeah, this bad thing happened or whatever. Um, yeah, I know your twin is fraternal, but that's still got to be kind of cool to grow up with somebody who is, uh, you know, your age, like right there with you through everything. Is What's that been like having a twin? It's funny because we are actually, we have a little bit of different personalities, but we're close. We're just uh, always been close since a little girl. We could look at each other, not say a word, but we know what we're thinking and we, we mm. know what it's about. And then we can laugh and other people would look, oh, not understanding, but we get it. <laughs> I 
went to high school with some twins and they were in my PE class one year. And I swear they were telepathic like that. Just like playing dodgeball. They were just like the deadliest duo because they always knew exactly what the other one was about to do. Yeah, it's funny. We we have a few funny stories. We As we don't look alike, but we sound alike. And maybe when we're in high school with boyfriends, we would kind of mess around on the phone and pretend we were one or the other mm. and did things <laughs> like that. So do both you and your twin have experiences with kind of the, the like spookier side of things or the paranormal? Yes. Oh my goodness. She has experienced in, so when she lived out this way, uh, when she was married was experiencing, she would hear her daughter call her mom, mom. Um, and she would yell out, what, what, I, what? And she would go to her daughter going, what, what do you need, honey? She would say, I didn't call you. What? I, so she would hear someone call for her. Oh she felt um, in her sleep as if someone was touching her hair, mm. tingling. Um, she would Mm-mm. feel if someone was behind her. I know she had something where they came home and the uh, the gas of the stove was turned on. And not knowing how that happened. So she's had a few uh, situations that, well, I guess some people will say creepy. We're like, oh, okay. It, it just really didn't freak us out. So yeah, maybe more Oof. spooky than creepy. Although the hair thing that, that would kind of creep me out. I mean, it really creeped me out. Cause I don't have much hair to play with, but to get real personal, if you're going to rub my hair, um, <laughs> yeah. definitely cutting that out of the podcast. That sounds so nope, weird. It's got to stay in. <laughs> so your stories, well, before we jump in, let's find yeah. out where you are on the Believo meter, zero meter meaning you don't believe in ghosts and 10 ghosts are absolutely real, which I think is a really interesting question for you based on your stories. Where do you fall on that scale? I'm a definite, I'm a 10. Okay. I'm a 10. Wow. I'm, I'm a full believer and many experiences talking to many people and definitely for my sister, actually my daughter as well has had many experiences as well. So um, yes, I'm a, I'm a 10. Your emails but your experiences were with sleep paralysis or were they? I think it's the way you kind of <laughs> framed <Yes>. it. <laughs> Can you kind of walk us through your earliest experiences with that? So I've never really had sleep paralysis before in my lifetime that I can recall. Nothing like this. So when I would stay the night at my boyfriend's house, he would uh, get up. It was about three in the morning, get, you know, get up ready to get ready for work and he would leave by 4 a.m. So once he left, I could fall back to sleep. So I must have gotten into a deeper sleep. And all of a sudden in my sleep, I'm hearing footsteps up the stairs coming up and you can hear it, but you know you're in a deep sleep. And all of a sudden I feel a presence next to me and I know it's a male and I can feel him next to me. I can feel him above me. And then this is where the paralysis is coming into play, where you're trying to wake yourself up. And you can see in your mind, I'm trying to turn on the light, can't turn on the light. But eventually, you you know, you struggle, you wake up and turn it on and you get up Mm. and going, what the heck? But that happens many times with this, I guess, male, same thing, the footsteps coming up the stairs and all every time. I'm alone when this happens. At some point, he ends up coming into the bed with me. 
and and at no point it's platonic nothing happened it was more of affection it was more of him mm. putting his arm around me and as if you know you're cuddling with someone in bed just laying next to him but it felt really comforting to me mm. and all of a sudden he's talking to me in french i i can't speak french i don't know mm. but i know what i'm hearing i'm hearing him talk to me in french and uh, his name is John Paul. So that did happen a few times. Another situation, I'm asleep and I have all of a sudden in my sleep, I look and I see a little girl about maybe 10 years old next to the bed. I can see her in a, a blue dress. I can see her long hair. And oh, I also could see her. She has a pretty blue bow in her hair as well. Doesn't say a word. But it's just, it's as if, you know, if you have a, a child that comes up to you when you're in bed, same thing. Um, and then another time, the same thing, but it's a little boy. He's maybe about five or six years old. I can see him in his, I think he had shorts on, dressed nicely, but his hair is shaved. Doesn't say anything, but just standing next to the bed, right next to me. And I'm not scared at all. I, it doesn't scare. It's just like if you know, like I said, if you know your child is next to you waking you up. That's exactly how it felt. So this is the scary thing that did happen to me. So I'm in bed sleeping and um, I hear, so the, the, the blinds, I can hear them being rustled. And then all of a sudden I have a man talk or in my ear. So you, I can physically hear it in my ear. And this is just imagine a scary pirate kind of a screechy voice saying, bloody, bloody. That did scare me. So, and because it felt scary, he felt scary. And that I, I woke up and my heart is racing. I'm not seeing anything. And, um, and, and that I needed a moment that I really did kind of, that freaked me out. That, wow. that one did. I feel like we have so much to dive into. Let's let's start with your your first story with the uh, Frenchman who liked to cuddle. Yes. Uh, you said he was speaking French. So are you able, and, and I don't know, maybe not now because time has passed, but when all this was going on and you would kind of come to and be awake, so to speak, were you able to recall the actual French words that were being spoken to you or was it more like jumble that sounded French? I didn't know the word. It was more like you just said, a jumbled, but you knew it was in a French accent. And yes, so. With the French, I don't know, I just want to say sleep paralysis demon, because I feel like that's what everybody calls it on like TikTok and Instagram. But with with the French experience, we'll say. The French experience sounds <laughs> kind you? of like fun and like. <laughs> la -la. Ooh, the French experience. <laughs> Was it only, were you only able to hear and feel? Did you ever see him? No, I never, no, I never saw him. It was more feeling and I could feel his energy. I could hear the words in my mind. Now I didn't hear it like that scary experience, but it was just hearing it in my mind. And that's where I'm hoping we'll chat about my theory or my thoughts about sleep uh, sleep paralysis yeah of course how close together were all these experiences was it like you would have this one for a little while then that one were they all kind of mixed together how was that working for you 
it mixed together. And this is about seven years ago. So my apologies, I'm not remembering all the timelines of how it happened. But they were sure there was many of those experiences. It would always happen every time when I would stay over there. But it, it did change once I moved in, though, to that house. And you were experiencing this with the children. If you don't mind me asking, do you have children or did you have children at that time? I do have two daughters. Yes. And and did the children that you were seeing or, or the the girl that you saw, were there any resemblance to your daughters or did it look like a completely unique entity? You know, it really felt if I was going back to the 1800s hmm. or early 1900s, that kind of a feel. Hmm. I it's interesting how you're asking me that, um, because that's the way they were dressed. It just looked like that time period. So you did, you you could see the children. The other experiences yeah. were not visual, but this one was? Those, the two little ones, yes, I did see them, but that was in my mind, in my sleep, you know, in that sleep. Right. How is it um, when you were experiencing, especially the ones you were able to see, that you and, and and of course we'll get into you know kind of what your beliefs are into sleep paralysis. But when you immediately got up or woke up, how were you able to kind of tell yourself like, okay, whatever sleep paralysis is, that's what I was experiencing versus I just saw you know the spirit of a child. At that time, first just going, wow, I can't believe this is happening, and wow, this keeps on happening, and telling my family about it. At the time, I didn't, you know, I was really trying to figure it out. Was I really having spirits come to me in that sleep mode? But why only at that period of time and not after when I moved in? I mean, there were other experiences that most definitely did happen when I did move in. But why only at that time period did that happen? My theory is, or my thoughts is, is it possible that we do get in this deep sleep mode and they are able to, spirits come to us and not really a scientific reasoning. Because, you know, you Google the sleep paralysis and there's it's always a, a scientific kind of an explanation, but perhaps could it be something else? That's the whole. This episode of the Real Hauntings Real Ghost Stories podcast is brought to you by Wild Grain. Hey everyone, it's Noah Daniels and I'm here to talk to you again about Wild Grain. Our last shipment of Wild Grain was so good that my four-year-old cannot stop asking for more of that awesome bread with dinner. And I'm not going to lie, I'm right there with him. And honestly, there's nothing quite like the smell of fresh bread baked coming from the oven. What if I told you that you too could get that delicious experience of homemade bread with none of the time and work involved? Well, you can by ordering from Wild Grain. Wild Grain is the first ever bake from frozen subscription box for sourdough breads, fresh pastas, and artisanal pastries. Every item bakes frozen in 25 minutes or less, no thawing required. And you can now fully customize your wild grain box. So you can choose any combination of breads, pastas, and pastries. You can even build a box of only breads, only pastas, or only pastries if you'd like. Plus, for a limited time, you can get $30 off the first box, plus free croissants in every box. When you go to wildgrain.com hauntings to start your subscription. You heard me. Free croissants in every box and $30 off your first box when you go to wildgrain.com hauntings. That's wildgrain.com hauntings, or you can use promo code hauntings at checkout. You can shop from anywhere doing pretty much anything. 
You might shop while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast. And however you shop, we all know and love the thrill of the hunt. But do you also know how to get the thrill of the best deals? Because Rakuten shoppers do. With Rakuten, they get the deals they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like Sephora, Nike, and even Expedia if you're looking to get some travel in. And getting cash back doesn't mean you have to miss out on sales because those can just be stacked right on top. It's easy to use and based on a simple idea. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers, and Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back through PayPal or check. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. basis of our podcast isn't it jj <laughs> yeah I, I will say and i've probably said it before but when i first started experiencing sleep paralysis i thought i was losing my mind because i had never heard of it i didn't know what it was i'm from a small town in mississippi and i was a, a psych major and i don't think we ever taught i mean i graduated with a psychology degree and i don't think we ever covered sleep paralysis. And it wasn't until I finally, you know, started pushing around on the internet, Googling, I went to a Reddit thread that had just thousands of people telling their experiences. And I was so relieved to know I wasn't one, I wasn't alone and experiencing these things when I was asleep. And two, that while it may not be normal in the sense that everybody experiences it, at least enough people experience it that yeah. I felt mm -hmm. okay, you know, but, but even knowing that like, personally, I'm not hundred percent sure. Obviously I have had experiences that I, I don't think have anything to do with the supernatural where the spider is dropping down on me. But then I had, um, an experience in Vegas that I've talked about where I saw a kid and his dad where I could move around, roll around, look over. And I do think that was some kind of spirit. But then I recently had an experience at home where this kind of Jack skeleton looking ghoul, I guess is the best way to call it, it had like rigid teeth in its mouth, kind of like an alligator or something it was kind of hovering over my bed. And I, I kind of chalked that up to sleep paralysis because I couldn't move. The room was literally pitch black. That's always the kind of the thing I go to is like, how could I see this? Um, so I, I think that was sleep paralysis. It's a tough thing because you know you experienced it. It's not like, you know, sometimes people will share their ghost story and they'll they'll say, or, you know, I, I saw this, but it could have been this. It could have been this. It could have been this. Well, sleep paralysis, you are, and for people who haven't experienced it, it is there. It is there with you. It feels very tangible. You can sometimes hear it, see it, feel it. Sometimes all the above. I've got a friend where a man comes in to her room, sits on her bed and just stares at her. And and it and she hates it, but she can't make it go away. You know, um, so it it it's a really tough thing. JJ, I don't think you've had like a classic sleep paralysis experience, right? No, I I haven't. I've I've definitely like seen th things in that kind of like between sleep and, and waking state that like I know we're not there. Not scary things but like one time i i woke up and i saw my my brother's face just like in my face and i was like oh, 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 oh like something like that and like went back to sleep and then i just felt like this tongue go across my face and i oh, i JJ. opened my <laughs> i opened my eyes and it was my dog oh. so like somehow <laughs> in that in between 
sleeping waking state i i my brain took my dog's face and and turned it into my brother's face um so like you know that i know is not a supernatural thing but that really makes me like wonder like what uh, about your experiences karina specifically make you feel so strongly that it's not just like the scientific explanation of sleep paralysis is it just the the timing in the location specificity, or is there something else to it that makes you feel strongly that there was like a paranormal aspect to it? So, okay, so going forward a little bit. So once I moved in, all of that stopped, but then other things were happening in the house. And so all that stopped with the the sleep paralysis, but other things now are starting to happen. And now, now I'm in my wake state and, and lights are flickering, but none of this is happening when he's home. So lights are flickering and now I'm feeling like, wait, okay, I feel someone here. And, mm. but I felt, and I said, wait, no, this is my uncle. I know this is my uncle who has passed away. And that was happening a lot. And the upstairs uh, bedroom in the bathroom, the light was always flickering, but never for him. The TV would always turn on in the middle of the night, just randomly would turn on. And he said, what's going on? All this never happened before you moved in. (laughs) (laughs) You're just a force. I don't know. know. But now I'm starting to see energy. I believe that's energy. I'm seeing, I'm visually seeing things and not apparitions, but I'm seeing now that I know energy. So... Uh, I was curious. I I had to know what is going on with me. I did seek mediums and psychics. Didn't really get my answers, but I did have my astrology, my birth chart done. And and I suggest everyone to do that because it's amazing to find out about that. I was told that in my chart that I have psychic and mediumship indicators in my birth chart. So... She suggested you need to to harness all this energy, everything that's going on, to maybe research other mediums that are qualified and to take classes and learn about it. And then that's really what I did. And um, and now I'm a medium. So that's where I believe, I don't know, that's where I'm going away from the the scientific. And because when I do my readings, I feel that and I see it in my mind. So how, why is it any different in my sleep? If that Mm. makes sense. Mm. Yeah. I feel like my chart would just say you have IBS. I think that's the only thing it could conclusion (laughs) that could come to. That's only on my mind because I'm getting a colonoscopy next week or next Wednesday. And I went to the doctor, man, I'm really shoehorning this in. And I went to the doctor (laughs) and uh, the very natural segue. I love it. They were like, all right, well, uh, we'll get you in next Wednesday. And I was like, I really thought I'd have more time to process <laughs> to get this done. They're like, nope, somebody canceled. So I don't know. I'm having like um, like uh, tightness in the stomach, you know, just stuff that I need to get checked out. And I'm still trying to wrap my head around. I'm not scared to get a colonoscopy. I think it's really important for, especially men kind of tend to put that off. And I'm not really at the age where I'm supposed to get it, but, you know, recommended because of the issues I'm having and uh yeah just gonna try to be be brave for all the wimpy men out there 
You can do it. <laughs> Go get it done. Oh, it's getting done. I don't have a choice. Sorry to segue that in. I guess I just feel like I need to speak my feelings uh, real quick. Okay, so I, I thank you. So I definitely want to get into what you mean by seeing energy. When you said that about the TV, that reminded me the other day, I was actually working on some editing for the podcast to post some video content. And I heard this. I had uh, one headphone in, one out, much like I have right now. And I heard this like, do, 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 do. And I looked over, the remote was face down and it was going side to side, side to side. Now, it shouldn't be able to do that unless somebody kind of grabs it and like, you know, moves it maybe or whatever. It's one of those that kind of has the hump on the back. So if it's the other way, that would make sense, right? And I just, mm-hmm. I caught it at the very tail end of it doing that. And I just stared and then I looked around the room <laughs> and then I just kind of like poked it <laughs> to see if, and it wouldn't do it. And I was just kind of like, I don't have time for this. And went back and <laughs> I was just like, I don't know what that was. I don't know what yeah. happened. You know, it's things like that, that it's just like, you just, or I just kind of have to chalk it up to the, like, what do you, I, I feel like I would have the same reaction. Like if, if I saw like a remote move for a second, I'd be like, okay, like if this is a ghost, like you need to like do something a little grander to like really get me hooked in here. <laughs> no, please. Nothing more grand. Let's keep it. to just <laughs> um, So Karina, you, you know, you've had these things going on in your new home and energy comes up a lot on the podcast. Kat talks about, you know, some of her theories of, of what these experiences people have is kind of like, uh, trapped energy isn't the right word, but like residual energy, maybe from that's the phrase. Yeah, thank you. I was getting there. Now you're saying that you can, you are visibly seeing energy. What does that look like? It's interesting. So now I don't live in that home anymore, but I'll, so, but at that time where it was just starting to begin, I would just see, um, like a ball of, I won't say light, but a quick blur, or I would see things going quick, and I would see it fast from the corner of my eye. Hmm. That was happening a lot. Now, now where I live by myself in my own place, I see it all the time. I'm sitting watching TV, and there's just it going by, or uh, and how does it look like? Sometimes it'll be a dark color or clear or just, uh, but it goes fast. It, this is fast and it goes by. I know what I'm seeing. And um, sometimes now when I do my readings, I'll know when I see that, it's an indicator for me to say something to the person I'm reading for, so. Does it indicate what you should say? Yes, it'll let me know and I'll tell them, oh, they're letting me know that you'll see things on the corner of your eye, don't you? And they'll say yes. So, or, or see when I do the readings, when I see things, I just have to also tune into what I'm feeling. So mm-hmm. there may be times where I'll say, oh, wait, you saw something walk by or you know you saw something, but they're letting you know you really did see something. Mm. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, and how, like how often... Does that uh, like ring true for the person you're doing the reading for? I would say every time. Oh, wow. wow. 
I know. It blows my, my mind too. It blows yeah. my mind. Sometimes when I'm just, but I have to go with it and trust what's coming to me and what I'm seeing that I feel that they really are, they're doing this for a reason to let them know. And so. What does your twin think about uh, you seeing these kind of balls of light and you being a medium? Um, she thinks it's pretty cool. She supports me. Uh, we will talk about it. And but it's just normal, like uh, everyday talk. It's not scary. It's just normal. Um, mm -hmm. Now she has her own little experiences, but she didn't go that route with mediumship. As you were telling that, I was trying to think back to other people we've had on that have talked about kind of their awakening. I guess you could call it in that realm and. I don't necessarily remember people physically seeing energy. They probably have. Um, but what made you so comfortable in that? Because I, I feel like you could kind of go one way or the other where some people might be concerned if they started to see that. How did you find kind of comfort and talent in that? I'm laughing because in the beginning when all this was happening, I did get, um, I made an appointment with the, the optometrist. <laughs> See, I didn't want to ask. <laughs> yes, I did. Oh, I did. No, I'm not going to tell. We're on the her. same page there. <laughs> yeah, I, I did not say a word, but I'm, I asked. Oh, so everything's good, right? Great. Your vision's great. Perfect. Okay. No, it, it didn't scare. Well, okay. I take it back. Maybe I was a little bit nervous, not understanding in the beginning, but now it's so natural to me and I'm used to it. It doesn't scare me. It doesn't freak me out. And actually I encourage I'm always wanting to see things, show me, or if I go, I, now I do like to go to older places and do, you know, will I see anything, feel anything? So I do like doing that. <laughs> Why do you think you're able to interact with spirit? What do you think it is about you that opens yourself up to those experiences? So going back to when I had my birth chart, my astrology birth chart, done well actually i'm going to go back a little bit more so when when i was younger um i did have a an experience while i was asleep i was probably maybe five six years old not saying this this has anything because i do think children can see apparitions which i only had one time that it did happen where i could see a man you could see the silhouette of a man and um, but that scared me, of course, being a child, and I covered my head, but forgot about it for so many years. But now I, that that was at my one of my grandfather's. I know it, and I could feel it. Um, I used to always walk in my sleep when I was little, mm. so I did some kind of odd things then that my mom would say would say things, or I would once I walked out cupped with my hand cupped, and she said that it look like I had a bird. If I was holding a bird, that would freak me out. If I saw my, my daughter coming out, just walking and holding, if I'm holding something, yeah. um, I did, I did talk about, um, once of a past life experience to my mom, but I was maybe three. So that was those experiences. Then everything stopped until, um, seven years ago and then i feel that that was the awakening of hey okay karina come on this, it's time and i'm so thankful to that astrologer because if she didn't tell me those indicators and 
strongly suggested me going to take classes and learning about it, I, I don't know if I would have. And um, and that it makes sense with all that energy that was going on, going in this route of doing mediumship. So where do you go to take classes to become a medium? Because it's, I mean, I, I assume there's not like an accreditation or or uh, like a, a central board or something, right? Well, she did suggest someone that she was friends with. So I started with mm. her and that was actually a, a psychic class. And I actually took tarot cards with this woman as well. Then mm -hmm. I ventured off with a local medium that I, I did have a mediumship reading that she read for me and she did intuition classes. So I knew with her, I felt comfortable but then um, you can go on to Facebook, you can, um, and it just kind of started there for me. And um, and then I just started taking so many classes with credited mediums. Um, and so that's really important that you know that they are experienced. And uh, that, yeah, that to me is really important knowing that they've been a medium for a while and and have all these experiences to teach you and i'm so, grateful to all of that so it sounds like most of your experiences even while we may hear some of them and say oh that sounds kind of scary but for you it sounds like they've been pretty positive or at least neutral have you had any instances where you felt unsafe or scared just that one time with that, when I told you when in my ear, bloody, that, yeah. was, that hands down was the only time, but I've gone to many places uh, to see if I'd see a ghost or apparition. Now I felt things and you could feel the energy, but I never saw anything or I never experienced anything for me that was ever scary. Everything has been actually really comforting and and helpful to the people that I talk to or I read for hmm. so it's always been positive and as we kind of wrap up I am curious is there any misnomers or maybe common thoughts that we have that you feel like are incorrect about becoming a medium or exploring these gifts you might have I think if you are feeling this pool which that's what I did research it and look into it and if you are having experiences it doesn't hurt to like I said go there's so many Facebook groups that you can sit in a circle and just uh, observe or try to practice and it just kind of branches out when once you do that you will see and learn about other teachers and it really is a, a wonderful path if that's where your heart feels that that's where you want to go. And I really urge people to do it if if you're afraid. I was afraid to do it and and I'm so happy that I did do it. All right. Well, I feel like we got a lot of interesting information there. JJ, did you have any questions before we wrap up? No, uh, but thank you so much for sharing. I think I, it's always really interesting to hear in addition to like ghost stories, people who do work as mediums because it's it's such a a foreign world to me um that it's I, I just think it's fascinating to like hear all of our our guests who've come on who are mediums explain like what it is that they do how it is that they 
interpret certain uh, signs or indicators. I, I just think it's a really interesting world. Sorry, I was looking over. I had a little, this little, I don't know what this is, a little snack pack. It's probably my kids, and I just took it to eat it anyway before we started, and it just went as you were talking. And I don't know what's going on, guys. That looks... Maybe you have roaches that are, like, moving <laughs> things around. <laughs> I think I'm seeing like little dark balls of energy running around and it's just, just giant. Yeah, that's a roach. That'd be a real bummer, man. We don't have roaches, knock on wood. Uh, <laughs> oh, they're there. Um, yeah, I'm sure they are. Well, Karina, where, or if you would like to, where can our audience find you, learn more about your mediumship and uh, get in touch with you? Well, I do have a website. It's karinamedium.com. So you can find me there. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on and sharing your story. We really appreciate it. And it's always fun to get to meet new people and hear their experiences. You'll have to send our thank yous to your sister for encouraging you to come on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we would love for you to do the outro with us. Totally. All right. With that, I'm Noah Daniels. I'm JJ. And I'm Karina. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available.